Mind the Head with Paul Flaherty, a show that takes a look at the different aspects of mental health and well-being. Sunday mornings on Lockray Community Radio. Hello and you're very welcome to Mind the Head here on Lockray Community Radio, the health, mental health and well-being show. My name is Paul Flaherty and each week I'm joined by a different guest, some that are experts in their field and sometimes by a guest that overcome, has overcome adversity and achieved personal challenges. On today's show, I'm welcome, very pleased to welcome back to the show um, Evelyn Doyle, a qualified and experienced psychotherapist. Hi Evelyn. Hi Paul. You're very welcome back. Thanks very much for having me yeah. back. <laughs> so the last time you were on, we had um, a great conversation about kind of anxieties and that kind of thing. And yeah. Today we're kind of going to talk about Christmas and, you know, as I was saying to you, kind of on one hand, Christmas can be a fantastic time of year, mm-hmm. but also on the other hand, there can be some kind of stresses and maybe some people's anxieties can get raised over the Christmas period. And you're kind of here today to kind of talk to us about that, maybe some ways to help manage that kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. And yeah, Christmas is a wonderful time for, for lots of people, but it can also be a difficult time. And... um for many people, they experience increased symptoms of stress, anxiety and depression. Yeah. And this can affect you actually whether you have mental health issues or not. Mm. You know, and that's important to say. We can all get feeling overwhelmed at Christmas regardless of what's going on for us. And also, I suppose, with the whole COVID thing and now there's a new strain, that's another extra yeah. pressure for Christmas. When we could do, really do without, I suppose. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? yeah. we could. And, and we, this is our second Christmas to live with it. So that brings extra pressures as well. But um, And I suppose people feel, sometimes over Christmas we feel obliged to socialise more. And that brings up issues about, you know, maybe arguments about nights out mm. and... How are you going to pay for it all as well? Because mm. obviously it's expensive to socialise and... And then there's people that feel apprehensive about family gatherings and which themselves can be stressful and conflict can occur. Other people may struggle with overindulgence in food and alcohol. And I suppose whatever is the reason behind your Christmas stress and your worries, they're very real issues faced by many people each year. And you sometimes you might be the only person that's going, I mean, I'm sure everyone... I know myself, I do go through some of those issues about Christmas because I don't know what it is because, you know, there always seems to be this expectation to have this kind of perfect Christmas. And, you know, what's perfect to you might be something different to you or to somebody else. But there's this expectation that everything has to be exactly to a certain standard. You know, and I just think... The picture postcard. Exactly, yeah. What we might see on on TV or what we might see in films or whatever, do you know? Yeah. Happy families and everybody is full of joy and full of life. And I think reality, there isn't, you know, we never can get through Christmas without some stresses or anxieties. And I suppose what I came here today was maybe to talk about some maybe practical tips to help us to um, minimise some of these, you know. And obviously we can't eliminate everything. If we could, it would be great. But, you know, to maybe minimise some of the stresses and anxieties and... You know, and I also like if I have time maybe to to show you maybe some things that might help when okay. you do feel a bit overwhelmed yeah. and um, just little techniques and tools that might help you to to um, feel a bit calmer yeah. over the time. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. okay. Let's go. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. So I suppose the first 
tip I would have is being realistic. And I think that's what you mentioned, not having this picture postcard perfect idea of how Christmas should be. And one of the things, I suppose, in my own life, you know, my children now have grown up as well and family traditions and rituals change. And some of us are, you know, I think Irish as well. We're very fond of holding on to traditions and rituals. But... Sometimes it can be even a stressor in themselves. You know, for example, maybe um, when your children were young, having Christmas dinner at one or two o'clock every day was perfectly fine because you were all up at six in the morning. Yeah. But that might not work when the children are much older and they they don't even get out of bed until nearly that time. (laughs) So it's just simple things that maybe change the traditionals and rituals. And would you also kind of include maybe, for example... Mm especially when people get married and move away from the home and there's the expectation then to be kind of going to granny and granddad's or going to this other parent's place for Christmas, Absolutely. things like that, you know. Yeah. And that I can be also a very kind of stressful scenario, for, particularly if they've had a new baby or something, it's the first baby's Christmas and things like that, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So that does become a real stressor and then both grandparents want you to, yeah. to visit that Christmas and uh, yeah. it becomes a real dilemma for yeah. people. So I suppose maybe even if that's happening for somebody, maybe having a conversation beforehand of how you're going to manage that over the period, that everybody is content with it because nobody wants to have that added stress put Mm. on them that they feel obliged to be a certain place for Christmas. Mm. And I suppose being realistic that, you know, times have changed, we have grown up and we can't be... We can't be in the two different houses at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. So having the conversation before Christmas around that might help alleviate the stress on the day or the disappointment maybe yeah. on the day. And I, I suppose another thing is um, your adult children, and particularly now with COVID, a lot of them mightn't be able to come home this Christmas or mm. for any reasons. And um, I suppose something I have my own oldest uh, lives in Sydney. And last year, we, you know, we used Zoom and FaceTime and she was on, you know, for a couple of hours chatting to us. Uh, And um, it was really nice. And I remember her saying afterwards, she felt part of Christmas because she felt in the room with us. So these are things that we can, you know, thanks for technology, we can do nowadays, which we couldn't do years ago. So, you know, finding ways that we can you know, be part of each other's Christmas. And that could even work for, you know, the the couple that has to go to one set of grandparents. Maybe yeah. they could FaceTime or call yeah. the other grandparents yeah. so that they can be included in the day. Um, so, again, this brings us on to actually learning to say no. <laughs> mm. So, and, and this can be a, a real dilemma, saying yes when you should, you know, when you know that you're going to feel resentful or overwhelmed mm. by it. And I think if you underst- if you explain to people the reasons why you can't do what they ask you mm. to do, um, they generally will understand. Most people will understand. Of course, yeah, you know, of course. And, um, and find, you know, other ways, say, okay, right now I can't, I can't come up and visit you on a certain day, but I will be able to do that in the new year yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, creating... Um, some, you know, an alternative exactly, option yeah, yeah. could be a help um, for, yeah, that would that would probably 
just talk uh, really communication around yeah. it I think yeah. is, is what I'm trying to say and I suppose the other thing and I think there isn't many of us that doesn't have it but financial stress around Christmas mm. so we have buying gifts we have attending social gatherings and they all can be expensive and over the years maybe the gifts they started off maybe being simple and then they become more and more expensive mm. and kind of pairing it back to what you can afford. So, and if it's a thing that your budget is particularly tight, maybe get the family together again or friends and suggest maybe buying only gifts for the children. Mm. You hear uh, a lot of that kind of going on now, particularly yeah, in bigger families because absolutely. they just can't stretch to kind of getting something for everyone. So yeah. at least if the children are looked after, then, you know, yeah. that's... That's fair enough. It is know? fair enough, yeah. yeah. And I mean, kids love getting presents. Of course, Parents yeah. can understand. Are, and maybe organising a secret Santa uh. among the adults and setting a budget and sticking to it. You know, it's not really about the 500 euro gift. You yeah. Know? You could have a, a novelty gift. Yes. Of, you know, yeah. set a tenor and, and yeah. have something fun out of it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, come January, we probably have forgotten the gift we got anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's only the, the thought of it. And... I suppose another part of it is, um, as mentioned, the socialising. So if it's a thing that, you know, maybe your family or friends like to go for expensive meals over Christmas or um, nights out with cocktails, which are 10 euro go, and you can't afford that, think of maybe another way you could meet up with them rather than isolate yourself and say, no, I can't do it. But maybe just if it's a thing that you can't afford the big night out, maybe get a few friends together in your home, if it's safe, of course, with COVID, and get everyone to bring maybe a plate of food mm. with you and the wine or whatever you want to bring. Or, or just organise to go for a walk in the park or just do things together that that doesn't involve too much money. Mm. And, it, I mean, the sentiment is catching up with people, yeah. not about how expensive the meal is. Or where is. you have to go or yeah, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, and like before you make buy your gifts, make a list and and your budget and stick to it. And that's very important, mm. I think, to have yeah. a budget because come January, you don't want to be kind of going to your bank account and seeing, you yeah. know, the, in the whatever, zero, that's zero, it. zero, whatever and the case um, might be, do you know? That's it. And then what is it? Is it called Black Monday in yeah. January when the credit yeah. card bill comes I in? I think it's Blue Monday. <laughs> Blue I think Monday. it's Blue Monday. We had Black Friday, <laughs> oh, yeah. so now it's Blue Monday so in Blue January. Blue Monday, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, and Blue Monday is a real thing, you know, in January yeah. where people just kind of said, oh my God, yeah. what am I going to do now? I so why kind of put all that pressure on yourself financially yeah. at Christmas to be only kicking the can down the road come January when you're facing the, the bills and... You know, absolutely. Everything yeah. spent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, we've we've got through the parties and we've got to the presents. We've them sorted, mm-hmm. and then comes Christmas itself. Mm. And Christmas itself can bring some families absolutely love being together, but for some families can bring a lot of stress and tension. Everybody together in the mm. one the one room mm. for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So I suppose some ideas of getting through that would be maybe to set realistic expectations again. Mm. Like Christmas again won't, might not be where you're all sitting around, you know, eating, drinking and being merry and everybody's in good form all the time. So if it's a, if it's for you, if it's Christmas, that you know that there's going to be bits of ups and downs, there's going to be somebody that maybe, you know, gets anxious or gets 
crusts or, you know, can be a bit stroppy over Christmas, plan how you might manage any of these feelings that you have of anxiety or depression mm-hmm. that may arise and have a, I suppose, a strategy. You know, if it's a thing that you feel there's a bit of tension in the room or whatever, yeah. remove yourself from the room for yeah. five minutes. Go outside for a bit of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Just remove yourself from the situation until maybe you feel a little bit calmer rather than kind of go in and maybe explode with, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or, or say something and then the whole big thing escalates yeah, into yeah. a row. So just taking yourself out of the situation. Yeah. If you know there's going to be some kind of tension like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I suppose we mentioned children earlier, maybe getting the children the gifts rather than the adults. But as we all know, children love Christmas and it's always about gifts and sanity. So if it's a thing that, you know, you know, there's going to be tension in the house, putting the kids first is very important because if there's children in the house and you feel there's going to be adult conflict, you know, talk to the adults and say, look, at whatever tension there is, we're going to put this aside Mm. for now. If there's a conflict, this is not going to be brought up over Christmas because we do not want to upset the children. Mm. And even having said that beforehand, we'll take that that tension out of it in that we've agreed, we have a a commitment that we're not going to cause this around over Christmas about this particular matter. Yeah. We're going to let the children have an enjoyable yeah. time instead. Yeah. And so that could be, you know, that's a, probably important, a very important because, mm. you know, children will remember the Christmases. Yeah. They, they won't remember what toy they got when they were 10, but they will remember the Christmas that mommy and daddy had a big row. Mm. And that will come back, you know, later on in life. They will they will still have that feeling. So it's very important to put the children first, if you can, in this instance. Mm-hmm. And I suppose another thing that happens over Christmas is um, alcohol kind of gets, you know, it, it becomes a little bit of um, the merry season mm. where we can drink a bit too much. And if possible, you know, try and avoid that, especially in you know, in the family home where, you know, it can escalate into a family feud again, just like I mentioned above, you know, because if we have a bit of too much alcohol on board, then we might forget the idea that, you know, we're not supposed to have this argument right now and it might turn into a whole big fight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we'll be regretted, Mm. you know, the following day. So, So drinking in moderation would be important, particularly in the family home over the Christmas and also maybe avoiding known triggers so you know you can't control you you can't control what other people do if they're going to start a row they're going to start mm. a row you can't control that and if you know every Christmas that there's going to be you know two people in the house that's going to have an argument over some something you can stop them. You can't make them stop, but you can you can control how you react to the situation. So again, removing yourself from it yeah. and saying I can't do anything about what they do. Yeah. But I don't have to be involved in this, and I don't have to have the reaction to it. Yeah. So removing yourself from the situation will minimise how you're triggered by it. Um, another thing I suppose, and it's again around the cabin fever we can Mm. sometimes feel and 
you know, I think most of us, if we spent a week or two in in proximity, in close proximity with our families, we generally would get cabin fever mm. and we would want an escape route. But if it's a thing that you're, you feel that your home are, it's going to get particularly volatile over a few days or that there's going to be, you know, it's going to turn into a real family feud. Maybe consider, you know, having a plan beforehand, limiting to two days, you know, come mm. Christmas Eve, go, you know, Stephen's morning, limited to the time that you feel that you can uh, tolerate being together with the family. And if it's a thing that you feel that you can't stay in the same house or you need an escape, perhaps booking into a local hotel or an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everybody then will have a little bit of breathing space yeah. from each other and yeah. the situation might be a lot easier to handle, you know, when you know that you have a, an escape route if things get too much. Yeah. Um, and another thing, I suppose, is the Christmas Day itself. And a lot of us, well, I mean, it's, it's really, I suppose, it's generally down to the mammy in the house, you know, or whoever really looks after the the main running of the house mm. is generally left to do the Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we we kind of tend to go, okay, yeah, I'll do it all, I'll do it all. Mm. At the end of the day, there's a resentment setting in. Mm. Because when you say, I'll do it all, everyone will let you do it all. Yes, yes. So if you need help, ask for help. But yeah. be specific about it. So maybe before Christmas, before the dinner, delegate, or I mean, even preparation for the Christmas, putting up the decorations, delegate out the tasks. So, and even children can help with this. You know, you can say, well, you know, you are certain age. You could you could set the table. Mm. You could um, put the starter together. You mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. somebody else could make the dessert. If somebody peel and veg, you know, children can. They're well able to they're, peel veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dividing up the tasks, including the washing up, so that... Yeah, it's the most important part after <laughs> exactly. the dinner, yeah. Nobody wants up. to do the washing no. up. That, you, that can be delegated, yeah. So if it's all delegated before the day, mm. then everyone knows their role. And I think once somebody knows, that's my role for the day, yeah. they'd be a lot more willing yeah. to do it than being kind of going, well, who's going to do the washing up yeah. and everyone is sitting there yeah. looking at the other one. <laughs> and again, it brings us back to that kind of expectation about this, the dinner being this kind of, you know, this big thing, like, where I mean... Yeah. You know, again, to kind of manage your expectations of that, like, and maybe to keep Absolutely. it kind of realistic, you know. You know? If you yeah. forgot to buy the cream, you yeah, forgot to buy the cream. Exactly. You know, exactly. There's still plenty of food, you know. Of course. If, yeah, of course. If you burn the turkey, there's a ham. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not coming to your house for Christmas dinner if your turkey gets burnt, I tell you. <laughs> I'll just go and get neighbours yeah. <laughs> give me a bit of turkey. <laughs> And I suppose another part of it is, and something that's been, I suppose, very prevalent this year is, you know, if losing loved ones during the year, Mm. and it doesn't even have to be during the year, it can be over many years, but Christmas time is a lot, it it is a trigger for an awful lot Mm. of people to remember their loved ones. And I suppose I know myself, my own, my own, parents and my brother that died I always feel at Christmas morning I take a moment where I feel a little bit of sadness mm. and I take four or five minutes and I say I acknowledge the sadness and this is what I'd encourage you all to do is acknowledge the sadness yes we have had a loss we have had a bereavement and these people aren't with us today 
And I just want to say it's normal. It's okay to feel the sadness and grief. Mm. And it's okay to take a moment or to cry mm. and express your feelings. And allowing yourself to do that is allowing yourself to to feel it. And then once you have had that little bit of time, you'll be ready to maybe get on with the rest of the yeah. day. Yeah. But rather than pushing it down and having it there all day. Yeah. And that's where it can kind of fester and just sort yeah. of the slightest thing then could just kind Absolutely. of... Absolutely. Yeah. And then couple of glasses of wine later it could all come out and you'd feel maybe you'd get overwhelmed with emotion and would you kind of also say maybe to acknowledge that to other members of your family as well and say well look you know today now we're going to just remember that's why for example you know yeah absolutely you know if you feel that that's helpful for the rest of your family you just go you know what maybe take a moment before you eat the dinner or in the morning you know just say let's you know we'll remember a certain person today you know, if you wish, maybe visit a grave mm, or mm. whatever it is you feel yeah. like. But acknowledging that that person is part of, was part of your life, yeah. is still part of the jigsaw of your yeah. family. Yeah. And just acknowledging it and then allowing yourself to let the moment pass and then getting on with the day so you yeah. can enjoy it. Yeah, lovely, yeah. yeah. So I suppose that is important. And I suppose... The, and. and I don't know how much the party season will be this year again with COVID, but, you know, if it's a thing that you're invited to lots of parties and you don't want to go to them all, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, or it's okay to maybe go for half an hour and say, Mm -hmm. let your guests know in advance, I can come for a certain length of time, but I have another engagement. Yeah. And once like that again is communication, knowing in advance, we can... You know, we can go for the while, but we need to leave. And this is particularly, I suppose, important with another COVID Christmas. If some people are, you know, they're not too worried about getting the virus or they've maybe they've been vaccinated, they feel that they're safe. But there's people that even with vaccinations and even have had COVID before are still worried about catching it or passing it on to somebody else. And that's actually I think I mentioned that before. That's the most worrying thing is mm. catching it and passing it on. Mm. And if it's a thing you don't feel comfortable attending a social gathering, just let your host know in advance. I'm sorry, mm. I would love to come right now to the event, but I don't feel safe. You know, I don't feel the environment might be safe enough for me. And just leaving it at that. Yeah. And you'll feel a lot better for yourself for saying, I'm sorry, but my health and welfare you know, it's more important right yes, now. Yes, of course. Then yeah, of course. Having the party. And the person will understand. I mean, they'll take, the, you'll take, they'll take your concerns on board 100%, you know. And, and if they don't, then, well, you know, that's their issue, that's not it. yours. Exactly. Yeah. And they may not be much of a friend in the first place. Absolutely. That's the thing as well, you know, so yeah. So, um, I don't want to go on too much. So, the other thing is, I suppose, don't, you know, don't abandon healthy habits. Don't go overboard on sweets and treats and <sighs> alcohol, which I mentioned. Yeah. Try and eat healthily and don't skip medications because mm-hmm. sometimes it's a tendency to forget about medications over Christmas time mm-hmm. because we're out of the routine. And try and get regular sleep as well. You know, that's another thing that goes out the window a bit at Christmas. But if you can, try and get stick with the same sleep pattern and keep up regular exercise every day, even just a walk or a stretch because, you know, it's been proven that exercise can prevent anxiety and depression. And if you're feeling overwhelmed over Christmas, maybe reaching out to to um, organisations. You know, there's um, 
Marathons Aware Theatre House and are volunteering with people, you know, with organisations if you need some uh, company. Mm. And um, there's links to my website. Um, I'll give you, like, you can say it at the end. Um, there's links to all of these organisations on my website if you need to know the details for okay. them. Okay, okay. But I suppose I'd like to get on to maybe... Um, if you do feel overwhelmed and you do feel like you're getting an anxiety attack, um, I'd like to maybe just for a couple of minutes, if we have time, yeah, we're just fine, yeah. to um, to talk about how maybe you could cope with the anxiety attack yeah. when you do get it. Because, you know, even with all the prevention, you yeah. can still get it. And I suppose what happens really is um, how exactly... So can I ask yeah. you, what, a, what, a, what is a panic attack? So it's... So a panic attack is, I suppose, the way I'd explain it is, we call it the, it's a bit like the, the I don't know if you heard of the fight or flight response. So in our in Stone Age times, in back, way back in 200,000 years ago, we lived in, you know, we lived in small tribal communities where we had to hunt for our food and we had to, um, we were, there was a fear of animals attacking yeah. us. So there was always this, this, fear of of being killed or you know there was yeah. cold and hunger or whatever yeah. and so if there was a danger if there was a real danger ha- yeah. happening us our body would release um so our body would go into a fight or flight mode which means it basically shuts down the systems that it doesn't need like the digestive systems and it pumps up the heart and um so that's why your heart might be kind of racing absolutely yeah so it it basically stops the blood flow going into the muscles, the the, heart, the the organs that it doesn't need, like the digestive system. If you have an animal attacking you, the last thing you're going to think about is wanting some food. Yeah. So it puts, it sends all of the, the, the blood and into the, um, into the heart and the blood pressure and, and, and the lungs yeah. so that it prepares us to either fight or flee from the attacker. Yeah. So either if it's a wild bear coming at you, you're either going to try and fight it away or you're going to flee from it. And what happens then is because you've used up the excess energy, so what it, it, it shuts off this digestive system and it increases blood flow to the heart and to the lungs. And it also releases hormones into our body to prepare us for um, to attack. So it, yeah. it basically gets us gets us revved up yeah. to attack the attacker or to run from the attacker. And because we would use extra, we would use that energy to burn off, we'd burn off the energy by either running from it or fighting it. Yeah. Um, our bodies would go back to normal again. But the thing about the brain is back in primal times, that's how, you know, that was needed. But most of the time now our we're not fighting we're bears not really or fighting. we're not, yeah. So, but the brain, unfortunately, isn't able to distinguish between um, a real attack and a perceived attack. Yeah. So, rather than kind of going, is this a real or perceived one? It'll, it will, it'll rather kind of, it'll, it'll rather send out signals 10 times over for false attacks yeah. rather than, because it's afraid it'll miss a real one. So, it'll always, if you have a, a perceived danger, like whatever it is the danger might be if you're walking down a dark street you might perceive there's somebody behind you yeah. your body will go into an anxiety mode 
So it will it will have the cortisol, the adrenaline. It will shut down the systems that need to be shut down, and it will pump blood blood around to the systems that needs to be fought. But the thing about it is, it doesn't burn off the excess energy. Yeah. So our body is left with this these hormones floating around us, and the energy isn't burned up, and our breathing gets faster to try and to um. Our breathing gets faster, our heart rate gets faster, so sometimes people feel like they're getting a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And and the most important thing here is that to learn to learn how to calm it down again. Yeah. So and that's the bit I suppose I wanted to, to come to is Okay. So I So panic attacks, I suppose one thing about them is they always pass. Mm-hmm. And the symptoms are not a sign of anything harmful happening. But tell yourself that anxiety is caused by the symptoms you're experiencing. And confront your fear. So I know it might sound counterintuitive, but if we run from the fear, if we're going, okay, it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. If you, It's like meta thoughts. If you're thinking about your thinking, then it's going to keep it, mm. keep it going. So confront your fear. So, okay, if you're... I don't know what you might your anxiety might be. So, for example, maybe over the Christmas, if you were stuck in traffic or trying yeah. to get a parking space or something like that, or even being yeah. in the supermarket and maybe too many people being there, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we'll say if you're in the supermarket and there was a, there's a real fear about okay, I I just can't deal with this. Yeah. And I really feel overwhelmed by it all. Just go, okay, what what am I fearful for? So just check in with your body. What am I afraid of? And what's the worst that's likely to happen here? Yeah. And is it going to be as bad as your anxiety predicts? So is my is what I fear going to be is it going to be that bad that thing that warrants this amount of anxiety? Yeah. And once you confront the fear and look at it, so if what I'm saying is if you want to get rid of it or how to get rid of the panic attack would be to um, work on the breathing. Yeah. So when the cortisol and the adrenaline are, are running through the body and, and they're not being being used up by the energy to either run or, or, or run or fight, we need another way for the brain to, to figure out how to, um, to slow things down again and to send signals back to the brain that it's a false alarm, there's no real danger. And the best way to do that is um, with the breath. So if you can take a minute even, if you're feeling anxiety right now, any of you at home that's feeling a little bit of anxiety, check in with your body first of all and notice where you're feeling it. So maybe it's the throat, maybe it's the chest, maybe it's the stomach. And putting your hand on that area and gently massaging it. So wherever you're feeling it, putting your hand on it and just gently rubbing it with your hand and then closing your eyes and focus on your breath. And breathing in while you're while you're massaging whatever area of your body that needs the attention. Breathe in slowly, deeply and gently as you can through your nose. And breathe out slowly, deeply and gently through your mouth. And you keep continuing that until you feel that anxiety has subsided a bit and some people find you know steady breathing counting from one to five can help 
you know, the, the square breath where you count from one to five in, hold it, then count from one to five out and then hold it again. Now, you should after that, you should start to feel better after a few minutes and you may feel tired afterwards. But after the threat is gone, it can take 20 to 60 minutes for the body to go back to the pre-arousal level. So know that, you know, maybe yeah. the next hour you might feel a little bit, a little bit um, out of sorts. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing is panic attacks are short-lived and they will go away. You're not yeah. going to feel like this forever. Yeah. And it's not a heart attack. Yeah. You know, it's it's simply your body reacting to your And the reason fear. why people kind of clutch their chest is because their heart is racing. Yeah. And they think that that's what's yeah. the cause of it. Their heart is raising and they're going to have a heart attack. Absolutely. Yeah. And I suppose another thing I, I mentioned before was, um, and the last time I was on, mm. was something that kind of immediately calms down uh, anxiety and something that can be done very discreetly is the Jin Shin Jitsu, mm-hmm. which is the um, Japanese finger holding technique where you literally cup your fingers, your fingers and your thumb around each of the other fingers so on the if it's the left hand you're working on you use the right hand fingers and thumb and wrapped it around first of all your thumb which mm-hmm. works on your worry your index finger which works on your fear your middle finger which works on your anger your ring finger which works on your sadness and your little finger which works on your self-esteem mm. and you can do that on each hand and if you hold the finger wrap the hand around the finger wrap one hand around the finger for you know they recommend up to one minute each time but i even find doing it for 20 seconds on each finger works to mm-hmm. calm the body down again and there's a couple of practical things you mm-hmm. can do and um i will put this up in a blog blog on my website for anyone that wants to read yeah that'd again. be great evelyn yeah. thank you yeah that'd be super and um yeah you're welcome paul so i hope they helped a little bit yeah, they certainly did. There was some very practical stuff there. I know you have a poem that you want to recite for us before you leave us. Yeah. Um, and before you do that, though, just to give a link to your practice and your website, how can someone get in contact with yeah, you? Yeah, so they? it's, um, so I'm in, I've Serenity, Serenity Psychotherapy is my business name, and we're, I'm in the Health Hub in Main Street in Lockray, and it's a beautiful facility for, um, there's lots of different therapies going on there, so um, I'm just one part of the team there. And the website is www.serenitypsychotherapy.com. And you're also on social media, Facebook. So on and Facebook and Instagram as well. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're going to finish out the show with this poem. So I'm going to just say goodbye to everyone. Thank you very much for listening along. Happy Christmas, Evelyn, to you. Hope you have a lovely Christmas. And to you, Paul. And hope you have a lovely Christmas too. And thank you so much for coming on to the show again. So this poem is called... You're very welcome. So this poem is called Don't Miss Your Own Party. And it's by Don Ashford, which is a Scottish uh, lady who writes a lot of poetry. And um, I like this particular one because it really resonates with me for as the, the person who kind of spends the Christmas day doing everything and not having enough time to spend with others. So it's called... Don't miss your own party. You know that feeling when you have the daily cleaned, cooked and prepared for a big family get together a party. You bustle around doing everything and making sure everybody has a wonderful time. And when you finally do get the chance to sit down and relax with your guests, it's home time. Don't let that be a metaphor for your life. Don't let the moment you finally relax be a moment too far. 
I guess what I'm trying to say, my friend, is don't miss your own party because you wanted everybody else to have the best time. Now is the time to sit down, take a beat and a chat with a friend or a loved one. Now is the time to eat, break bread and be merry. Now is the time to be fully here, fully present, enjoying, experiencing, living. Not after, not when everything is perfect. The dishes can wait. This is your party, your life and you're invited too. Lovely. Thank you so much, Evelyn. Thank you. Mind the Head with Paul Flaherty, a show that takes a look at the different aspects of mental health and well-being. Sunday mornings on Lockray Community Radio.